0: Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Dr. Bonnie Clipper. She's an innovation evangelist, international speaker, coach, and best-selling author. Bonnie, welcome to our podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Christopher.
0: So I love the conversation we just had. I can already tell you a very warm, compassionate person, a very learned person. So I'm curious, is that something that you feel was something that your mom and dad helps you with? Or you just had this innate ability to just be super cool and compassionate?
1: <laughs> uh, you know what, I do um, really think that my parents and my family helped me a lot with that. And, and I knew as a six-year-old that I wanted to be a nurse. So it was carved pretty clearly in my mind for a very long time. Why? You know, that I, several people have asked me that, and what I remember as a young child is when I went to the doctor's office, the, the nurse, who of course was a towering giant, because I was a very tiny um, child, but I remember that she was always so impressive, starched whites, the white hose, the white shoes, and at the time, the white cap, and I remember her interacting with my pediatrician, and it, it, my recollection was that she always seemed so well-informed, And she seemed to be having these really um, insightful conversations with him. And it wasn't a lot of what the stereotypical kind of 60s, 70s nurse stuff is where they would say, yes, sir, no, sir, here's my chair. It wasn't that. I remember this person having some really meaningful conversations and sharing information. And for me, I thought that's really inspiring. I mean, I want to do that when I get older. I don't know what that is or how I get there, but that's really cool. So that's kind of pointed, my, pointed me in a path and on a direction, and I, I've been on it ever since.
0: That's great. And I like the fact that you both have a, a nursing degree, but that you also have an MBA. So what, what inspired you to go the, the business route, or at least understand that aspect of life?
1: You know, I like to say that when I actually look at the letters behind my name, it's a little embarrassing because it makes me realize I spent an awful lot of time in school and a lot of money. Um, <laughs> It was important though, I really wanted to be a nurse and that's why I pursued um, a nursing degree. Um, I have also a master's in healthcare, health and human services administration, which I felt was incredibly important because I really wanted to learn about what it was like to sort of not only lead, but also successfully um, create both uh, for-profit and not-for-profit kind of businesses. What did that look like to run something? Maybe someday a clinic? maybe someday a not-for-profit, I was never sure. Then I actually got into uh, more healthcare at the operational level, being a chief nursing officer, pursued my MBA. That was incredibly helpful for me because that allowed me to be at the table having really deep conversations around operations and finance with people that were usually... um, pretty heavy into making those decisions, and I felt as though I needed to be an equal to lean in deeper to those conversations. Then I went back and got a doctorate um, in executive leadership, and again, that for me felt incredibly important so that it allowed me kind of to ratchet up my credibility, but it also provided me with a lot um, deeper content and allowed me to drill into who I am and what I wanted to do um, on my career path.
0: That's great. Let's talk about this innovation, because in healthcare, people don't often think of innovation in healthcare. They think of the opposite. So I'm curious, what do you see innovation as in the healthcare field?
1: Yeah, super, super question. So in healthcare, um, you know, I would tell you there's a pre-COVID and a post-COVID. So You know, we typically think that in healthcare, we're very innovative, although we have not been very innovative because there are so many barriers and some of them are are rightly justified. You know, we have to protect patients. We need to make sure that we're just not very haphazard at things that we're trialing. However, what we've seen since COVID is that literally the technology advances and the rate of change has been exponential. We've seen a higher rate of tech adoption in the last four months than we've seen in the previous two years. And in the nursing world, particularly, you know, we have, there are over 4 million nurses, which means there's four times as many nurses as physicians, eight times as many nurses as pharmacists. And nurses are natural innovators. We're used to to not calling ourselves an innovator, but rather we're very comfortable with what we call workarounds, or we know how to MacGyver a situation. So we're very, very good at that. And nurses right now are really deep in the weeds in terms of of innovating, especially during this COVID situation. So there are amazing innovations coming out of that.
0: What are some specific innovations that you see? And I always say that nurses don't really get the credit they they deserve because they're literally front lines. And I have a lot of uh, friends and colleagues, parents that are nurses. And it's just like, it's like social workers and nurses. I mean, of course the doctors are important too, but nurses are like front lines. So what do you see? Are you still in the clinical setting or in hospitals? Do you see that? Or are you more on the the administrative side now?
1: You know, I'm, I'm um, the Chief Clinical Officer at Wambi, a health tech company, and I spend a lot of time coaching um, young nurses that are really looking to see a direction in their career trajectory and, and working with uh, nurse leaders. So um, I'm pretty plugged into that since I have multiple conversations um, each week. And what I would tell you is a couple of things. From a nurse perspective, some of the innovations that we've seen are very, very simple, right? We've seen nurses that have utilized multiple sets of IV tubing, as an example, to build an extension set so that they could move the IV pump outside of the doors of an isolation room and adjust the settings on a pump to change the amount of medication that's delivered to a patient. And that's very, very simple, but that's an innovation. And the goal of that was to make sure that the patient got the care that they needed, but also to protect the nurse by keeping them outside the the room or outside the door more often than not. We've seen nurses step up and begin doing 3D printing of masks and face shields way back at the beginning of this when there was an extreme shortage of PPE. So we're seeing nurses lean into spaces that they're very comfortable problem solvers with. And that's been super cool. You did touch on something that is a very, very sore point for all of us um, nurses. So me and my 400 or 4 million peeps, nurses are not tapped into in the media. And in, in fact, physicians are typically who the media likes to go to. The issue with that is that's only half the story because the nurses are the ones on the front lines. Yeah. They're with the families, they're at the bedside, they're with the patient, they're out there 24 hours a day doing it. So to truly have a full representation of what's going on Nurses have to be included in the stories, in the media, in the interviews, everything that happens. Otherwise, you're only getting half the story. So that is really something that we in the nursing world work very hard on, yet we're still not there. We are the most trusted profession and have been for 18 years yet we rank towards the bottom as the most influential professions. So we're really trying to do an awful lot of work and outreach to try to solve that and rectify that issue just to make sure that we get heard.
0: Yeah, no, well, that's why you're here, Bonnie. (laughs) So talk to us about your book.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. The Nurses Guide to Innovation was really something that I kind of started as I was uh, the Vice President Innovation at the American Nurses Association. So probably had 100 conversations with nurses that said, I have an idea. How do I do this? I, I just made something. How do I distribute it? I'm not sure how to set up, you know, an online company. How do I protect my IP? Where do I get funding? So I was able to have just an incredible experience and connect with really strong nurse entrepreneurs and nurse innovators around the country. And I actually reached out to seven others and we decided to write this book. So the Nurses Guide to Innovation, it's available on Amazon on it was actually in the first 36 hours of the book it became a bestseller in six countries which has never happened with a nursing book before and it's continuing to sell like crazy which we're thrilled uh, just because it's really a toolkit it's a how-to guide for anyone really it's not nurse specific but anyone on how to take your idea to the next level and really turn it into a business or a venture so it's been doing really well.
0: Amazing. That's amazing. So what do you feel is one thing we can all do, frankly, to appreciate nurses more?
1: You know, I think um, the way my answer to that is always the same. If you are ever in a meeting, ever in an interview, or anywhere, and you notice there is not not a nurse in the room, bring one, get one, ask for one, call one, find one. But we need nurses in every conversation. And Right now, there's an awful lot of work at not only the local levels, but the state levels. Every state has a kind of what we call an opening committee that's been working on reopening the economies. And of course, some are more successful than others. Um, The majority of those do not have nurses on them. So we really are trying to work to push and get nurses on those. Even states, municipalities, uh, regions that are looking at opening their schools nursing associations such as school, the state school nurses associations are submitting their plans of action or their ideas and their recommendations because the nurses bring such a different viewpoint. It's not only a much more empathetic approach, but let's be honest. A lot of these folks are moms, sisters, aunts, wives. They have a really good sense of what's going on from a boots on the ground perspective. And they have so much to offer and a tremendous amount of great insight because of how we're trained. We're incredibly uh, neutral, if you will, critical thinkers. So we can assemble all the pieces of a problem and really come up with a robust set of solutions, which makes us ideal in the current situation.
0: Bonnie, I must say you may be the most inspiring nurse I've ever met, <laughs> only because it's very, very challenging to meet people that are accomplished, but actually know how to share their story in a very clear, concise fashion. Because I meet a lot of people, literally, mountaineers, Navy SEALs, and all these other people that have accomplished certain things, but they're not able to convey that in a passionate tone of voice, in a clear tone of voice, but not not sounding condescending. So I really applaud you for really representing your profession, because, and just not even just profession as a leader. So kudos to you, Bonnie, for, for coming on our podcast and sharing your very clear and passionate story about nurses. How can our guests stand up with you?
1: Um, you know what, you're so kind and thank you very much um, for saying that. I, I'm grateful for the opportunity today, Christopher, because I, I think that's always kind of the first step is to let people hear what nurses do, what, what I do. People can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I do receive lots and lots of uh, LinkedIn communication. I am the top nurse influencer in LinkedIn So I've just recently responded to probably a couple of dozen requests I've had in the last couple of months around doing coaching for nurses, career coaching, and even helping leaders. So if you reach out to me on LinkedIn, that's the best way that I can actually get back to you quickly and have a conversation.
0: Great, Bonnie. Thanks again, and keep doing the great work you're doing.
1: Thank you, Christopher. It's my pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.